Hey guys, this is Season Society, and basically what this podcast is about is a younger generation talking about the current political landscape. So as you guys know, if you watched the previous episode, our audio quality was terrible. So now we've shifted to a completely visual format. As you can see, there's cameras all over the place and yep. huge lights. So yeah, we just want to make this so much better for you guys and for us as well. And our two guests for this episode are Moting and Madur. And we'll be talking about a lot of things, especially Andrew Tate, the current economic crisis, and of course, the student loan forgiveness that Biden has recently introduced. So see you guys there. Yep. So hello guys, this is the Seeds of Society. And basically, we're just gonna be talking about political stuff, just for fun. This is our second episode, so don't fucking roast us for it. Um, yeah, so our first topic is the Andrew Tate situation. Yeah, so obviously Andrew Tate has essentially broken social media. There's a lot going on with all of his uh, misogynist comments, sexist comments. I'm sure you guys have heard most of them. Um, and it's funny because up until maybe a couple months ago, he was actually an icon on social media. A lot of people would say stuff like, you know, hashtag Tate mindset and all this stuff. Hashtag W Tate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but now he's essentially canceled, but he still has a fan base. Um, so it's interesting how quickly social media can change people's um, lifestyles. So, Moteng, do you have any thing about social media and all that? Well, I mean, in this case, it would, in this case, it would seem like the banning was justified. Although, in general, it, it appears that nowadays tech tech giants have too much power in, t- in terms of just collectively banning and unpoosing a person from the social media and from the internet, almost. Okay. Well, to play devil's advocate, like, okay, actually, no. What what was actually bad about Tay getting banned like that? Well, I don't know if like in this situation or his. Well, his, his comments probably deserved, deserved him to get banned given the how disturbing like the, the as to the comments he said. However, in general, I just think that, especially over the past few years, we've seen that tech giants, they've just become too powerful. Uh, they can just quickly like ban a person almost overnight and then they just get erased entirely from the internet. Yeah. Well, do you think it's the tech giants that are banning them or is it really the people collectively agreeing to ban a person? Well, ultimately, like people... Like, People on social media, they may agree that a person should be banned and all that, but ultimately it's the tech giants that make the decision as to whether to ban them or not. So you think tech giants should not have the power to make that decision? I think this is up to an interest, interesting debate. And there's, there's obviously a lot that goes into how much power that like tech giants should have like to make these private decisions, given that they register as, in the public domain. Okay. Fair enough. I think it is more so like the people that are responsible for banning because like, Think about it, it's about the size of the backlash, right? Not even about like what they say. Because I could like create a Twitter account, go online, post some like hateful slurs, okay? Yeah. And you know, obviously, if people run the comments, are gonna be like, hey, don't say that. That's, that doesn't mean Twitter is gonna come to ban you. I mean, it might happen because like, you know, they have their other than scanning it. But like, when you have that much influence, there's also gonna be a lot of backlash with what you say, right? So I think that does have a part to play in how they get banned. But like, do you think it's fair that like since he did violate all those like community guidelines and everything, do you think it's fair that like not not the fact that he got banned all at once, but like just him getting banned in general, is that like okay? I think it's okay because when you choose to use these platforms which are run by private companies, right? It's not like they're a government entity. You agree to their terms and conditions, which includes not violating uh, you know those conditions by saying hateful things. And once you violate them, they can act accordingly. They can ban you or whatever they want. For me personally, I don't think there's anything wrong with um, banning him in general. But the only thing that kind of like raised a red flag for me was how he got banned. 
and like how he got banned from basically like all of the internet. Bro, he's on Twitch right now though. Like, he's not banned on Twitch. He's still streaming, but like he basically got banned from the internet, from Instagram, from like what, what other like TikTok. From what, what else did he get banned from? Yeah, right. he got banned from everything basically. Yeah. And like how he got banned was like overnight, legit overnight. It's kind of scary when you think about it how much power social media giants have. And like, what is that one thing? Like it was when monopolies, not monopolies, when like oligopolies like come together. Yeah. And they like try to like they have one common goal. Yeah. More like collusion. Collusion. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They had like that. They had that thing for like light bulbs and everything. Yeah. So that works. Same thing. Yeah. But at the same time, I do feel like it's somewhat deserved, right? Because yeah. if you think about it. There's, there's always been celebrities, you know, if you, mm -hmm. even when you look at before social media, like 1990s, stuff like that, before social media was a thing, people always felt like, especially celebrities, that they have some type of qualified immunity. Just because they're celebrities, they can get away with stuff, right? Yeah. But social media, if it's a way to hold people accountable. It helps a lot of people grow their businesses, right? Because no one knew Andrew Tate when he was in kickboxing and all that stuff, right? Yeah. They know him after because of social media. So if social media has the power to bring someone up from, you know, mediocre to like celebrity status, yeah. it's fair that it also has the power to push someone down from celebrity status to literally dog water, right? Yeah. I mean, it's only fair because, I mean, he, he made mistakes and obviously he's not going to admit to them. Mm -hmm. So... That's the price you have to pay. Okay. Well, do you guys... Um, another interesting question. Do you guys agree with any of his views? Any of them? <laughs> not, not here to get canceled. <laughs> not here to get canceled? No. You? Uh, no. No? None of the no. views he no. has. No? You? I mean, do you know all the views? I know. I have, like, I have one view that he's like... It's basically just work hard and then you'll get what you want. Yeah, yeah. There are some of those, yeah. Yeah, like his business... Like, I feel like... Everything he has to do with women, oh my god, it's like it's like exactly. full misogyny. It's like it's horrible. I hate how he views women, but the way he views like money and business, I feel like that's something you can look up to, and that's something like that's on my personal for you page, I guess. And like it was like really weird. When I heard him getting canceled and everything. I did not like see any of his misogyny stuff on my for you page, but after like I looked into like whatever like other stuff he said like on stream, I'm like, hey yo, that's not that's not right, man. You're not supposed to do that. So like yeah, yeah. it is justified that he got. Van for that. What well, I like, didn't that? really look much like into his viewpoints and like his history because I I didn't really care about it do, during that time. I just I was focusing on a few uh, some other important issues uh, that okay. was ongoing. In general, like when it comes to the social media drama, it just it just seems seems to take up too much of everyone's time and attention. Mm -hmm. you know? What are the other um, like important issues that you're talking about? Other important issues? Well, just like what's going what's going on in the general political atmosphere this is more than just on the social media atmosphere yeah a lot, a lot of the celebrity drama i feel like people spend too much time on this like mm -hmm. they worry about that too much even though in this situation i think it does raise an, an important issue of the of people like using like the platforms to spread their hateful comments yeah. and whether like they should like be banned or not in this situation i'd say it was it was definitely justified Mm -hmm. Although it, there, there was also the on the other side of the the coin. There's whether like tech giants they can whether they should have the power to just overnight ban them and like collectively. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, because this happens all the time. Like I know, um, obviously I'm like into racing and stuff, and there's some like sim racing people who once um, like he just won like a championship mm -hmm. on sim racing, and the day after, on Twitter there was this random girl who talked about how this guy like messaged her inappropriately on DMs ten years ago. <laughs> it's been 10 years and she just randomly said that and all of a sudden overnight this guy got cancelled from all of his leagues he got demoted he got stripped of all his championships everything was gone 
and you know it's it's crazy how quickly things can change like that um especially for you know stuff that's been committed a long time ago yeah and it's interesting how like our own legal system can't act that quickly and can't act like that <laughs> ferociously sometimes but social media can yeah so it's almost like its own justice system social media has like has worse punishment than the legal system exactly. itself. yeah 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 that's a cool take yeah okay so we talked about andrew tate we talked about social media now let's talk about something that's plagued the american economy for i don't know how long maybe a year or so a couple years um and it's inflation we all remember when gas prices were under two bucks now it's hit like <laughs> above five but now it's starting to go down a bit um and of course that's down to inflation so who do we put it down to do we blame russia do we blame biden do we blame the pandemic do we blame what is Ru- the reason do we blame biden's reaction to russia yeah you guys know that i did that sticker <laughs> yeah. yeah i've seen that. so who do you guys blame more for the american inflation crisis and really the entire world because the entire world is paying the price now i mean if the entire world is paying a price then why is biden in the equation then the reason why is because obviously he was the one who sent all of the stimulus checks right so yes. trump did that it allowed him to get more votes possibly mm-hmm. biden did that once he became president to increase the approval rating it probably worked um, but you guys have to realize that <laughs> stimulus checks are essentially just government spending and just right? pumping money into the economy. exactly it's so also socialism okay right? okay let's okay. <laughs> Uh, put, so it, put it up. Put yeah, it up. yeah, it's keep also it. just socialism. Okay. <laughs> no, keep, no, keep, keep it, it up. Keep, keep, keep it up. Right. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, you want to elaborate? Elaborate on the socialism. Well, I mean, it's just government redistribution. First of all, the government taxes people to, to get the revenue, and then they just redistrib- redistribute it back. So that's basically what socialism is. Yeah, and if you guys took econ or any econ class, you know that government spending, sure, it raises the GDP, but it also yes. increases the price level. Yeah. So inflation is a natural cause of government spending. And if Biden says stuff like, you know, blame Russia, blame that, and refuses to accept that his own bills and his own, especially like, what was it? The Build Back Better, mm-hmm. the infrastructure bills. All of these are huge. How big is that bill? Huge. Yeah, I know. How big? Yeah. It was like a couple trillion. Million. Yeah, huge bills. Yeah. And sure, yeah, it, it helps infrastructure, all of that. Yes. And it was necessary in the pandemic, but it also causes inflation. And you can't yes. just ignore that. So, yeah, what do you guys think? So, what would I have, like, are we going to talk about, like, how, what we would have done in that situation? Yeah. So, let's say, let's say it's like, let's say it's 2021, you're the president of the United States. Yeah. How would you react? I would not react any different, man. Really, I would not. What's going on? Okay, it's nothing. Still on? Nothing. Yeah, so that's just, I got to get something else. No, honestly, like, given the situation, like, we didn't even know the Ukraine-Russia thing would have, like, hit right now after, like, the whole pandemic thing. And the pandemic thing is still going on, kind of, like, if you know what I mean. But, like, the Russia-Ukraine thing is very much still going on. It's not in, like, the news or anything, but it's very much still going on. Um, but, like, given the situation, given on how, like, the series of events happened, I would not have done anything different that Biden has done. Um, the stimulus checks helped like help people who could not get jobs and like everyone like a lot of people lost jobs unemployment was insane during covid so we really did need um the the stimulus checks but i probably would have changed like the range and like who gets the stimulus checks and everything the people who actually need it would have probably got them but like that's a little hard to like manage but 
I would have still done the stimulus checks and I, yeah, and I don't think he has made any necessarily horrible decisions yet. Well, uh, so are you talking like more about this right now, like more about the stimulus checks or about like the, the gas prices? Because I think those... the gas prices, you, you have to like, um, okay. like take, take an account of the Russia thing that's happening. Yeah. And like, obviously, we're just trying to help Russia right now. Well, no, not Russia, Ukraine. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, Russia, Russia ain't shit. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, in terms of the Russia-Ukraine situation, I guess you can't really assess blame on only on Biden or only on Russia because... Yeah. As, and also in terms of whether this thing was expected or not, well, the conflict has been going on for almost the past decade. Yes. And, it's, and for, all the, for all the past eight years or so, the U.S. and other Western nations and NATO have been, have been trying to help Ukraine in, in the battle against Russia. And the, the problem there is that like, the, much of the eastern portion mm-hmm. of, of Ukraine, there are many like ethnic Russians who, who are separatists who want to be part of Russia. And the, and then Russia takes over, they claim that they are representing democracy, they hold referendums, which purportedly show that a majority want to be part of Russia. And then Ukraine wants to seize the land back. Yeah. So they have the massive conflict going on there. And in 2014 or so, the U.S. backed a coup that, that overthrew some uh, purportedly democratically elected government there. So I think the problem is that continuous Western intervention to region just causes chaos to get spiral out of hand. Mm-hmm. And especially like right now, the U.S. is pouring like so much, like forty billion dollars or more, like help, trying to help Ukraine against Russia. Yeah, that's definitely going to raise the gas prices, especially when you uh, put sanctions. Spending. Huh? It's increasing government spending. Yeah, increasing well. government spending. Also, also the sanctions on them. If you're not, if you're not going to rely on the Russians for oil, then then you, you have less resources like to get it from. Yeah. So. And speaking on the oil aspect, that's actually where I disagree with what Chris was saying, and basically what Biden yeah. has done, because. The problem with politics is, right, whenever you do something that's hypocritical, you lose votes. Because as soon as you appeal to one party, they start following you. And if times change, you know, things happen, right? Agendas change, societies change. All of a sudden, you feel the pressure to appeal to that same party who's been following you, Mm -hmm. right? But if there's a natural decision to be made that's better for the country as a whole, Mm -hmm. you're not going to take it because you want to appeal to these people who are supporting you. And you want to extend that fan base or following. So I think Biden kind of fell into that trap a little bit because once he got the support of all of these like progressives and whatnot during the stimulus checks and all of the huge government bills and inflation started rising, Mm -hmm. he could have used some of like the nationalized oil pipelines that would definitely uh, reduce the reliance on European oil, Russian oil, and all of that, Mm -hmm. reducing prices, but he didn't. And why was that? Because the progressives also support green energy and all of this stuff, which obviously like there's a difference between agreeing and disagreeing and all of that, but you got to think about short-term versus long-term, right? Biden's thinking pretty short-term to be honest, because he's thinking, I need the votes right now. So he's thinking, and in midterm elections, all of this, he's thinking about all those things. He's also pretty old, so he's not probably going to get another term regardless. So there's a lot going on. Yeah. So I personally, and this is why we need younger people in politics as well. uh, I personally would have probably opened up some of the national pipelines just to reduce reduce the prices a a little bit Mm -hmm. to alleviate some of the pressure on the American economy. And then slowly progress through these, you know, huge bills that he's proposing because Biden's already like one of the largest like legislative passing, you know, presidents. How many bills has he passed a in lot, past year, man? A lot. Yeah. Um, you know, people are comparing him to like LBJ yeah. in terms of how many bills he's passed. Um, I'm pretty sure he's done more than Obama has done in eight years. For sure, yeah. So 
honestly, like, he can slow down a little bit. Yes. Is what I believe. But, um, obviously, he's sticking to his own agenda. Mm-hmm. And especially if, um, you know, the Senate stays the same, where it's 50-50, and mm-hmm. Kamala Harris is just going to vote in favor of the Democrats every time, yeah. he can get pretty much everything he wants to but, okay, when I said, like, he's making, like, all the, like, decisions that I would make, I said, like, in like in favor of his party. Like, yeah. again, that's what I meant to say. I, mm-hmm. I don't think I said that properly. But in favor of his party. So, like, the reason why he's in office right now is because of the Democrats, obviously. Yeah. And je- to keep, like, keep ha- like keep them happy, like, he has to do what he has to do. And what I would, I would also do the same thing in this in situation. But obviously, he's also getting, like, looped into this, like, oh, I have to do whatever the, my party mm-hmm. wants me to do. So, yeah, I agree with that point as well. Anything to add, Maduro? Would you do the same thing if you're the president of the United States 2021? Um, uh, I guess, yeah, but, like, I agree with Chris on, like, for the stimulus especially, like, cut down the range. Because there were a lot of people that got that, I think, that didn't really even need it. Because, like, I heard, I saw, like, so many people online that were like, oh, yeah, wow, I'm going to get a PS5 now, you know? Thanks, thanks for the PS5 money, you know? And it's like... Obviously, they don't need that money. And we already had unemployment benefits, which were also, like, a lot of money. I think it was, like, $300 per week or something like that. So on top of that, to give, like, all these people that much money, I think it was just kind of unnecessary. Yeah. yeah. It was just... It was really just Biden trying to suck off Democrats. <laughs> I mean, they, they both did. Yeah. Trump did, it, Trump did it, too, yeah. Really, anyone would do it if you get the votes. Yeah, no, if you're going to get any vote... Yeah, not even Democrats, just to suck off voters. <laughs> yeah, because rich people vote. That's how yeah. it works. Now, I think I'd probably agree with Shirian more when it comes to the, the current oil situation, the high high prices, because the one thing I remember reading last year that Biden canceled the Keystone XL, like which that would have created like thousands of jobs in the U.S. and gave like most more more like oil like seems like being energy independent. Sorry, what was the Keystone XL thing? Keystone XL, I thought it was like a U.S. like oil pipeline, which. Unfortunately, it's really large. Yeah. That he closed off. Yeah, Biden decided to shut that off. Was it because, like, of his, like, his party? Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, party, the, okay. this, the, the election of monumental consumes. Okay. However, like, I also remembered reading that Biden lifted sanctions on a Russian oil pipeline, like, sometime last year. It might have been around May or so. Uh-huh. So, so his agenda is, like, not, like, hypocritical then. He's being very green right now. But what I'm, what I'm saying is that yeah. you should be a little bit hypocritical. No, yeah, time yeah, to time yeah. Because agendas change, right? So, yeah. You have to adapt to the changes that society is mm-hmm. facing, yeah. not just your own agenda for your own votes and your own party mm-hmm. and all yeah. of that selfishness. Yeah. That's why people you know, disagree with politics so much. And that's mm-hmm. why the people who want to change yeah. don't get elected. Yeah. yeah. Um, just to clarify for everyone, um, I'm not like a Trump supporter and I'm also not like a, like a Biden supporter, just like so I don't get, I don't get canceled or anything. I'm like, I'm like very in between them, all right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, just clarify. We're all, we're all gonna get canceled. Yeah, I mean, whatever, okay. man. It's okay. This is for. This is just. <laughs> I don't even know. He's yeah. being fun. You can't get canceled if you weren't established. In the first Bro, place. just take the Andrew Tate mindset and be like, you can't get canceled if you don't fucking care. True. But I do care though. <laughs> it's okay. All right, so, it's a guy. But yeah, I agree with everything you guys said. Oh, and um, like yeah, he's like being like very green right now, especially. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he's basically he basically just sacrificed um, like being green for jobs. Yeah. All right. So one recent political decision that was made by Biden was to forgive the student loans. Uh, what was it? Roughly ten thousand dollars. Yeah. And I think it was up to twenty thousand if people had certain grants issued to them as well. So obviously, student loan forgiveness is an issue because 
um, a lot of people are struggling to pay off the student loan debt and it's affecting them, you know, even like dozens of years after they graduate college and earn jobs. Many people are, you know, living in their 20s, 30s, still paying off the debts from college. So Biden, again, as part of his own progressive agenda, and his democratic agenda, has proposed forgiving $10,000 of those student loans. But obviously there's upsides and there's downsides. So what do you guys think about the student loan forgiveness? Well, obviously... The students are not gonna mind this. The students are, uh, yeah. The students yeah. are gonna love this, honestly. But like, talking about like just the economy or the banks, or is that what we're talking about? Really, everything, because yeah. obviously, the money that the government is using, right? Yes. That's tax money. Yeah. So if you're like 50 years old and you're paying taxes, uh-huh. why do you need to provide money to people who are younger than you and who are studying in you know high-profile colleges, paying a lot of money, when? When you were younger, you had no, you, you didn't pay that much, right? But then, like, you can also get the argument: Why do people who like pay taxes, like, pay money for like food stamps and stuff like that for like people who are well less well, like, well off? Social security as well. For, like, yeah, social people. security. So taxpayers yeah. still pay for st- social security. Yeah. Why couldn't they? Why do we have? Why do taxpayers pay um, taxes? I'll tell you why. For because social yeah. security will help them eventually. Yes. Because it's in the future, right? So a fifty-year-old will think, you know, in twenty years, thirty years time the money I'm putting in taxes right now mm-hmm. is going to come back to me in 20, 30 years. But if you're 50 years old right now, and let's say you had to pay off student loan debt when you were younger, yeah. right? So you went through the hardships, you went through those struggles, raising kids, raising your family, mm-hmm. while still paying off student loan debts. And now all of a sudden, you know, 30 years later, the younger students of your time uh, can just get away with $10,000 just like that. Isn't, um, isn't there a thing where if you already paid your student loan debt, you can... You can get money back from the government. Is, is that there? Yeah. Uh, there I, is? I, I haven't read there it. is, right? Yeah. How much? Yeah. I don't know. I think it's like somewhere around. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so like, then, if you already paid off your student loan debt, then you can, like, give it to, like, like show the government that you already paid it off, and they can give you money to compensate for that. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure there was something. I'm not sure where I saw that, but I, I thought I saw something I like that. Was, yeah. Okay, then, then that's a little bit better, I'd say. Yeah. Well, I don't think the student loan forgiveness thing is, is a good idea at all, because... Ultimately, people have to make decisions for themselves, and like, when unfortunately, a lot of people in, in the youth uh, don't make good financial decisions. I mean, I, I mean, I, as someone who who's a teenager, I sort of noticed that, that a lot of people in this age group often make impulsive decisions that turn out to not be so good in the long run. So when like, people go to college, these are these are important decisions people have to make for themselves and realize ahead of time the costs that go into them. So if they choose to be unwise with their time then that's unfortunately their own problems that they, they brought upon themselves. That, that really, you shouldn't have to force other people to have to, so, to correct that so by, um, by just taking, the, taking their taxpayer dollars to, to cover up for, the, for like individual mistakes made by college students. But is it really like making a mistake necessarily? So like if a student that's like very wise with his decision yeah. and planning and everything, he got like as much money as he could, like preparing for college and everything, but he's still like, 20k in debt and everything mm. do you think it's still fair that the government's helping out well i think the larger question is whether the government should be redistributing taxpayer dollars and handing them to people based on based on these like, arbitrary situations because every, ultimately it's people have to be responsible for themselves and realize these things ahead of time and there's it's not it's not like people need a college need a college degree just to 
just to be able to get a job and make money. There's, still, there's always other options out there like trade schools. So people make their own decisions as to whether they want to go to college or not. Unfortunately, these days, it's just too much pressure and causing people to think they have to go to college just to get a good job and career in it. And then ultimately, the colleges, they can, because they don't face as much competition with so many people applying for them, they get to just raise their tuition fees, and then everyone still goes along with it. And then, and then when people still wonder, thinking that the prices are so high, they, then they say, oh, the government needs to help, help, help bail out my tuition fees and everything. I do think that's a great point you brought up, because colleges, many of them are essentially businesses, yeah. right? Private colleges especially, yeah. there's nothing that separates them from a business. And, you know, schooling in general is largely free it's largely public but there's still like a business aspect to it mm-hmm. the way that they charge money like for example in our school uh, you have to pay 50 dollars to join a club yeah like yeah. obviously it doesn't cost them that much to like put them put all that money into their funds most yeah clubs, no it's going to go back to the school yeah it goes back like to the school and stuff like that but for sure there's a bit that they kind of keep to themselves um and in the private schools that's just amplified yeah. by like Ten hundred times. So uh, good examples like Cranbrook. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then you change, you know, these small schools which have like thousands of students to universities which have which has like tens of thousands of students. So now you get into a point where and they're each paying like forty k plus exactly. a year. Yeah. So you know, I don't really think they need to be profiting off of education as much as they are. I mean, we can talk about College Board. We can talk about a lot of different organizations. Fuck. But, you know, those are non-profit organizations, whatever. But, in, yeah, but um, <laughs> universities, they're just schools. They're private schools. But the same practices that normal businesses comply with, I don't feel like they're being appropriately taxed on by the universities because it's essentially a business. It's essentially an oligopoly, you know, almost a monopoly in some aspects. So I don't think that's it's fair. College board. Exactly. College board, yeah. yeah. So I think student loan forgiveness is addressing some of the problems but almost in the wrong way you need to address it from the college perspective why are they charging so much and why is there so much pressure for students to go to these colleges even though they're raising the prices prices like crazy um not just solving you know the back end of the problem and also coming back to the first point this is also another form of government spending (laughs) (laughs) increasing inflation yeah Yeah. it doesn't help there it doesn't help yeah i remember reading that um like for every like dollar that the, who's something that the government like forgives in like student loans or like that, then like the colleges they just raise the tuition fees because they know that if the students are gonna get extra money like to help uh, to help pay for the tuition that like, they can just keep ra- they can just raise it to just make more money that way. Yeah. So it kind kind of makes sense if you think about it though. It so, does. Yeah. Back, From a no- business standpoint, it does make sense hundred percent. If you're if your students are willing to pay for pay for like a higher price then put a higher price it's yeah. it's simple as that same thing well like a good like example is like what apple is doing hmm. apple like apple has been like having like like cheap like increasing their prices like every single year and it's not like their sales are dropping no people are still buying in fact people are probably buying more because yeah. of the higher price and everything yeah because on a business standpoint if you if you don't have competition then you can just keep raising the prices exactly. and people are still, are still gonna buy them if they just if, if they think that it's just necessary that badly and they just want it so yeah so the only way that I think you're really gonna lower the tuition fees is if you have some more competition in this in, in this field of education. Yes. Problem is, a lot of the prestige from universities is that they're old, right? And that they have established professors and all that. So if a uni- university starts up, they're never gonna reach the same levels as like Harvard, Stanford. No. Um, at least it's gonna be difficult. I don't know how they can, but 
I think employers as well can put more pressure mm-hmm. by accepting students from lower mm-hmm. universities yeah. who are simply just better. You know, they, they yeah. demonstrate their skills better. I feel like that is a case right now, yeah. though. Like, people, like, unless you're going to, like, a law firm that only accepts, like, uh, Yale, Harvard graduates, like, unless you're going to someplace like that, then, yeah, you need, like, one of those degrees. But, like, if you're going to, like, a law firm that, like, accepts anyone but, like, just the best, you can go to, like, a shit, like, not a shitty, like, college, but, like, like any college that's, like, not as well known like not not a top 50 school like stanford yale penn state stuff like that well to add on to what you said about them being old it it seems like the university's institution is so old they're like a rotting apple now nowadays they're just full of corruption and they they just they raise they raise the tuition fees so high and also when it comes to the quality of education i've read that there's a lot of indoctrination going on where they don't teach the important concepts and it just becomes a lot of woke training Yeah, me and the boys pulling up to Oakland University. OCC. OCC. <laughs> Even better. Nah, that, yo, it's so tempting, especially, like, with tuition rates right now, yeah. man. Like, if you don't get, like, a scholarship or anything, or, like, a, like even, like, half off. Even going to Wayne State and getting, like, a scholarship to go there, like, it's really, honestly, like, some places that it's not really just worth, it's not really worth it to get, like, an associate's degree in from like you 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 miss or like MS, yeah. msu yeah and i was yeah and people shit on msu a lot too but like bro it's still like a fucking good school yeah it's still like top 100 in the i don't know like is a country i think probably yeah probably. yeah no it's still a top 100 school so it's like what hmm. yeah i think overall this problem is like i guess in uh an analogy I could use is like, let's say there's a leak on the roof, right? Mm-hmm. And there's water dripping down. And instead of like sealing up the leak, you just keep putting, t- the, putting the water in the bucket and throwing it out. Yeah. And the thing is like, while you're doing all that, the leak could go even bigger and there's more water, but you're still just like, nah, yeah, I just gotta get the water the out. Towel, you know, I'm not yeah. gonna fix the leak. So that's basically what this whole situation is. Until like you that. like address the actual like root of the that. problem, it's not gonna go away. Good analogy, sir. That was good. Yeah, I agree with Maduro's analogy. seems to be a good description of what's going on yeah not fixing the problem at its yeah. at its root we're just root. like we're just like oh throw some money at it and we'll yeah. fix it so now the next president can just say i'll forgive twenty thousand. yeah and student loan forgive it's, well, it's, it's just a bad precedent yeah, exactly. because now they know that on top yeah. of the forty thousand you're already paying you're getting the twenty thousand from the government so exactly you know, going up. so just more water leaking yeah exactly and more drying <laughs> and the hole just gets bigger yeah. eventually there's no roof now you have to build a roof again. It's not just fixing the hole, you have to build yeah, the whole roof. Yeah, you let the problem grow so big that now yeah. it's like you have to Terrible. completely start from Yeah, but by then it's, it's not just going to be dripping water. It's just going to be raining so hard it's going to start flooding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, this is bad. But yeah, that's that's pretty that's pretty good analogy where like what our U.S. government is like doing with everything right now. Mm-hmm. With like inflation, we're just like, oh, we're going to just like nip it in. Like not even nip it in the bud, we're just going to like try to like fix like tiny little problems that it's causing, mm-hmm. but not the actual problem that it's coming from exactly i think uh, a larger problem um, is that people tend to think that the government needs to take action and solve these issues when the real issue here is often that people themselves don't make the wise decisions and then when they can't own up to like take responsibility for what they did they think that the government should have to bail them out this seems to be a consistent theme nowadays that everyone thinks the federal government needs to do more and solve society's problems when Every single time, almost, they just seem to cause another, almost an unintended side effect that just makes makes the whole country worse in a way. So, um, do you think the government should play more of a like support role only when it's absolutely necessary? But like, how do you define when the government should be intervening? Or should it be like laissez-faire? Yeah, laissez-faire. Well, I guess that's up to 
in terms of determining like the, the the point of like an emergency or like an urgent state like where the government needs to interfere more i think that's, up, that's sort of up for debate as to like how you would set the parameters for that but in general i think the more, more federal government action it only only makes the country worse it only because it interferes like with the with, with the market and then it, and it, when it tries to control how it functions it just causes a mess yeah i mean we're clearly seeing the mess right now yeah um it's only gonna get bigger now yeah do you think that historically that's true as well that the government intervention has caused more issues than benefits oh yeah like for example like during the great depression the new deal didn't really it didn't really bring America out of the depression and also like during World War One, all the price controls and government restrictions and rationing didn't bring America out of the depression either. it was with the end of World War Two, and eventually with the price controls ending that uh, the economy was starting to boom back so, well, yeah and of course World War Two is more of a consumer effort rather yeah, than a government yeah. effort yeah so I mean it's, it's tough because I do personally think that the government if they make the right decisions can bail the country out of really any problem because they have the power you know they have a lot of tools at their disposal but largely and most of the time including historically i don't think they've done that purely because of this going back to the very beginning when we're talking about well not very beginning but the inflation aspect when the hypocrisy you know you don't yeah. you don't want to change your agendas you want to you know appeal to the same set of people all the time yeah so when you know life's changing you people don't adapt as well so that's a bit of a problem now obviously when we go to the new deal and stuff like that it's not like fdr could have started a new world new world war or something <laughs> so i still don't know what else he could have done to be to make that situation better because that was an extreme crisis you yeah know, that was the worst crisis yeah. in american history in terms of the economy but you know are we doing the right decisions now to prevent something like that happening in the future I don't know. Quick question: Are we in a recession right now? Well, as I guess from the technical measures, I guess it would be because the economy seems to be shrinking. Like in terms of whether the that's what the definition is, right? Just like our yeah, like, it's like two successive two successive like, periods of negative GDP. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Has it has it happened yet? I believe probably, it's probably ongoing. I would think. Okay. Would. Yeah, it's a slow recession. It's not like a. There's nothing happening nothing in the crazy, stock market crazy, yet. Yeah. And also, it's like right Actually, now. No, everything's kind of dropping down right now. But not like huge. Not huge. Not humongous yet. Yeah. I guess right now, like some people say, the job it says the job reports like it's growing, but from what I heard from some people, it's really it's it's just that like people who already have a full time job they can't make enough money to to support themselves and their family, so that they get a second job to just make that extra money. So that might explain for the quote-unquote job growth it might it's probably not actual growth in terms of whether the, the people yeah, i think it's negligible yeah. yeah probably it's also natural because obviously jobs closed right yeah, yeah. so yeah. now the, the same jobs that close are just opening back up yeah, yeah. so no, another like, economy and yeah code like code is not as big of a problem as before exactly well if you well in fact like the whole covid thing well it was really the well the, it was a lot that was in the restrictions that caused them Every, every, everything of the economy to just uh, come to come to a halt basically and just and and just regress to like to the, at that awful point because all the all the restrictions are prevented people from even being able to go to the workplaces and then some of them they just and for some people they had to go to the workplaces to actually work like if they own a small business to operate and they mm-hmm. couldn't do that so i do think however i guess we shifted a little bit towards like covid lockdowns a bit yeah um i think it was april 
or really like even March, yeah. and maybe a little bit in February as well. This That's case when February is, is when like everyone starts like, hey, thinking COVID about is it. like, yeah. Low, and then mid March is when it all happened. Yeah. Um, I do feel like if the right decisions were made immediately. Again, yes. there's a sense of hesitation, right? Because you think, you know, obviously a pandemic's happening. Mm-hmm. Natural reaction is close everything down, right? But as soon as you think, oh, well, then, you know, my uh, my business partners and all this are going to suffer. And then these supporters are going to suffer. Yeah, all this. Stocks and everything yeah. is going to drop and everything. Yeah. So then you hesitate. And then a hesitation, it goes from like days to months to weeks or weeks to months. And all of a sudden, you have to close everything down because yeah. other countries are doing it, blah, blah, blah. Overnight, everything changed, right? So I do think if lockdown measurement or measures were put in place like early March or late February, right? At that time when people really didn't understand what was happening, but the smartest people did, right? And people actually listened and all that. We could have had a lockdown maybe for like two, three weeks and it could have been so much better. We could have avoided like the insanity in April when everyone was just dying on the spot. Well, in terms of why they like those, like actual urgency, or if it's just a perception, I think it's important to take into account that, according to the the numbers of the COVID deaths, since Biden took office, like just about just as many people died under Biden's presidency as under Trump. So, like, why wasn't the media, like, and, and, and all the all the institutions obsessing like over COVID, like when when Biden was president? Because it, because it seemed to me that right when he took office, uh, the media just didn't obsess over the COVID deaths like every other day when it was under Trump. So I, I think a lot of this just ha- could just be like general pre- like individual perceptions and that get manipulated easily. But with all what's what's going on in social media and, and all that, so. I personally disagree with the whole Biden thing, the Biden Trump thing. Where like we were watching the death count, like I don't think anything changed much on that that aspect. Yeah. But um, what you're not saying about the the COVID and how we would have reacted to it. Like, we could, like, give another example of COVID right now, which is, like, monkeypox. Yeah. It could, like, do you think it's fair to put, like, a full lockdown right now? No. Yeah. No one does, no one thinks that immediately, and no one should think that, because it's, a, it's like, an overreaction to something. But, like, the thing is, our overreaction, we didn't even know, we didn't have an under, overreaction, we have very underreaction, if that makes any sense. We just, didn't, we just slid on, under the rug and did not, like pay attention to it until like start killing people and we're like oh fuck we gotta yeah. do something i think also hindsight helps right like yeah. monkeypox let's say in a month there's a huge monkeypox pandemic or something yeah right then i'll be yelling at you now saying Chris, yeah why, i know why, yeah, why so, that's that? yeah so i mean it's tough because you don't know and the smartest people are often the silent majority right yeah. they don't they don't talk as much because they don't feel the need to talk as much and they also fear that if they talk no one will listen Yes, and that's sometimes the case. Um, There's a movie about this. Don't look up. And Netflix is mm-hmm. about the is about the asteroid that was going to come down. Earth, yeah, and no one is believing them. Yeah, until like it was right there. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the same idea. They, they need to speak louder. And obviously, no, they need to be. They are speaking as loud as they can. We need people to listen to them. That's yeah. all we need. Yeah. Uh, and just to address something that Moting said, you were saying that the number of deaths in Trump's presidency and Biden's presidency are roughly the same. Well, I mean, didn't like five hundred thousand people like die from COVID like when Trump was president? I don't know the numbers. Mm. To be honest. I think when did Biden off- take office? Twenty twenty one, January. January. January twenty twenty one is inauguration. But um, if that's true, actually, I do agree with what you said. How the media highlights certain things uh, disproportionately because yeah. 
I remember like 2020, it was terrible. Yeah. yeah. You know, like they would talk about it 24-7. Nothing else was on. Yeah. Um, and, you know, occasionally it shifted to like other mass yeah. events, like obviously like uh, George Floyd and all that stuff. Yeah. But largely it was on COVID. Yeah. And that's mainly because it just happened. People were asking a lot of questions. And by Biden's presidency, it became like a norm. Like it's normal now. Yeah. Um, but the debts, obviously now they put that whole statistic under... Uh, unvaccinated people yeah so they just say you know all the deaths are just unvaccinated so that's their problem um which is a bit like crude in a way but yeah. also i mean you get the point right yeah. they're trying to promote vaccinations and that's why they're not arguing about it too much um yeah no actually i completely forgot when biden took presidency yeah. um well another reason why i think the covid stuff was like very big especially when trump is in office was because it just started Everyone is scared out of their minds. Like, everyone is like scared shitless. Everyone is like going for fucking what toilet paper and everything yeah. in like April on there. Like, everyone is like so freaking scared. So everyone's like gonna be looking at the news, and news people are gonna be like telling them what they need to hear. They're like, oh, this many people died today. This many people died this week, and it's getting worse. It's getting worse. It's getting worse. So obviously, it's gonna be like that. And then when Biden came in, that's when like the vaccine stuff came out. Yeah, so it's pretty convenient. It's pretty convenient for Biden, especially. So, yeah. Part of it is that they're, they weren't even telling people what they needed to hear. It was more what they wanted to hear at, yeah, at exactly. the time, especially. So, like, they would just blame it on Trump, right? Because yeah. at the time, that, that fit their intent. And that's part <laughs> of the problem with media. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I think 2020 really sort of showed how easy it was for, like, the, the media to really shape public opinion, manipulate it so quickly. Like, mm-hmm. for example, like, before the whole George, George Floyd thing, I will. The whole country just under like excessive lockdown but then afterwards with the protests all of a sudden it, the experts said it's okay to go outside and protest despite the covid thing like they said you can't go to church you can't you, you can't really you, you can't you can't go to large crowds and grocery shopping you can't go to your friend's house you can't go to your, you can't go to the hospital you can't to visit your family I'm pretty sure the excuse i gave was like it was like outdoor yeah outdoor. well even then like there was those crowds outside were just so massive and, like they were yeah. so close together like no i think it's i think it's hypocritical but like yeah yeah, yeah. Because it was, it's, it was more that they were just trying to promote like a certain agenda, like a, mm-hmm. yeah, you know. no, for sure. Because yeah. obviously that provided them a platform to grow. Yeah. Um, and as long as that, you know, ideology movement yeah. became politicized, even though that was not its intention, and then sided with one political party, then boom, all the votes go in one direction. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, as soon as something becomes politically affiliated, it's an issue. Yeah. Because yeah. then. You, you can just see the difference like everything changes mm-hmm. politicians change how they speak about it yeah. right like i mean this is something a little bit tangential but i remember you know you look at videos of people uh, back in the 2000s saying stuff like you know gay marriage should not exist all of that yeah but as soon as you know the movements change lgbtq movement all of that boom you know yeah, yeah no, gay marriage of course you sure, know, bro, completely yeah. agree. bro guys on guys yeah fuck yeah yeah and, you know, I'm not saying we disagree or agree or anything, but all I'm saying is that, you know, they change so quickly. Yes. You know, it, like one coin, heads to tail, it just completely changes. Well, you have to. If you're a politician, you have to. You're yeah. also not going to get any votes. And you have to change the times. And that's another thing. We have to have younger people in office. Yeah. We have to have younger people in office. Yeah. And everything. That was one of the themes of this podcast as well. You know, young people, see yes. the society. We want to promote, you know, all viewpoints. Because obviously... You know, we all share different viewpoints. Yeah. Um, 
it might seem like we're agreeing a little bit on a lot yeah. of things, but we actually disagree. In fact, on a couple a lot times of during this podcast, yeah. my mind has changed a couple times. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure, like, we can all agree that, um, like, certain aspects of society are broken. Yes. Certain aspects. Of, of we can society, all agree on that. Yes. Yeah. But at the same time, certain aspects of American society are also great. You yes. know, we live in a great country. Um, where we are allowed to talk about these things, for example, yeah. and we do have a voice and all of that. So we're just fact, using this platform exactly. as one of those things. Yeah, we all disagree. We all agree in many different ways. And this is how all politics should be. Um, so hopefully we can aspi- inspire that next generation because we, we are part of that next generation. Yes. Yeah. So that's what the whole entire idea of Sita Society is. Yeah. And yeah. That should be a good wrap-up point. Mm -hmm. Uh, Thank you all for watching. And yeah, we'll see you next week. Peace. Great.